This is JFM Podcast. Welcome back to Let's Talk. And now we are on to Voices of Peace brought to you by the International Alert, which is one of the world's leading peace-building organizations with over 30 years of experience supporting communities, advising governments, organizations, and companies on how to build peace. And International Alert works in 17 countries within Africa, Asia, Europe, Central Asia, Middle East, and North Africa with people directly affected by conflict to build lasting peace. And this morning, based off this, we will be looking at disability inclusive peace building. And I have with me in the studio, comrade Salis Mohammed Abdul Salam. A lovely morning to you. Welcome to the Thank show. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you here. Now, persons with disabilities are often um, marginalized and excluded from peace building processes, despite the fact that they are disproportionately affected by conflict. Um, this exclusion can perpetuate violence and instability and disability inclusive peace building is an approach to seek that seeks to ensure that persons with disability are fully and meaningfully included in all aspects of peace building from early warning and conflict prevention to reconstruction and reconciliation. Um, let me let me ask this question. For, for that of disability inclusive peace building what has been the challenge so far why don't we see the disabled being um included when it comes to peace building is it is it a is it place of oh they are not up to par or is it a place of i just we just think we should just we won't see it during elections when it comes to involving the disabled in politics and all of that but we're talking about peace building what has been the major challenge so far um comrade salis well, the, the challenge is not different from um the challenges people living with disabilities uh, encounter in other spheres of life. Yes. Now, first and foremost, uh, where peace building is concerned, you look at the uh, vulnerability. Uh, you've talked from your opening remarks uh, of reconstruction, reconciliation, and so on and so forth. So, um, there has to be an increase, you know, intentional effort yes. in trying to make sure that. Um, uh, PWDs, as, as people with disabilities, are involved more, not only in peace building, yeah. you know, but other aspects of living, you know, because uh, a lot of the times, uh, disability is accidental. Very, most of the time. You know, mm. so an able-bodied person today can be a person living with disability tomorrow. You know, that's why we say it's accidental. Mm. It's either somebody is giving... Every every mother wants to have a healthy child. Very true. So if the child comes unhealthy, well, you know, but nobody, you know, knowingly will want to be uh, disabled in any way physically. So where peace building is concerned, you first look at the vulnerability. That is um, where Nigeria is concerned, we look at breach of peace. Mm. You know, not the peace building itself so, first, you mm. know, breach of peace. And then when you have a breach of peace, the uh, vulnerability is, uh, uh, is the, the, should not be limited to the aged, you know, to women and then to, to, to children. They should also include 
those living with you know those people with disabilities because if you talk about vulnerability and you limit it only to these three categories that is uh, uh, the aged women and children, children. Mm. then you are not being fair to those living i mean those people with uh, disabilities so getting them involved actually makes you appreciate their peculiarities mm. and then you need to also understand that they are a, a, a core critical stakeholder where breach of peace is, is concerned because they know vulnerability makes them you know uh, attract fatality where yeah. they are concerned mm-hmm. we're talking about escape here we're talking about uh where you look at reconstruction reconciliation and the rest it comes more difficult for people living or for people with uh, with disabilities uh, so if you get them involved from the beginning in any peace building process whatsoever their peculiarities are better appreciated when they themselves you know participate but why 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 have we seen over time that they're not included when it comes to the participation when you have um, meetings for example and you're calling as you mentioned no, lately, key, lately, key stakeholders lately, no, lately they do lately they do so they do. we want to say they're getting more they're involved. getting more recognition mm. you know they have a disability commission they have all of that and then usually within the peace building you know space you know invitations are being extended to their own platforms to to get them to participate i might be wrong I'm, i might be wrong comrade salis but yeah. sometimes i feel like when it comes to involving um those with disability it's almost like it's an afterthought oh it's like oops we forgot then also it, it doesn't make us look bad yeah, like, initially like, initially mm. they were not even considered at all but now the awareness is growing and then um even like when you look at uh, the platform uh the networks where you have all these ngos they also have their own network they are also members of so many networks including mm. even networks that involved you know uh, civil society peace uh, practitioners you know and um the peace building agency as a government organ also recognizes uh, you know their 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 value and mm. then they have I've seen uh, quite a number of them you know in the peace building space uh, participating and then making their making their input yes. all right so yeah. let's, lately 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 they have been involved yeah it, and, and then I, I think they are, they, they are even becoming more vocal and mm-hmm. I, I i want to believe that um, their participation you know in peace building activities is going to increase mm-hmm. you can see now that uh, 30 minutes of your time is being dedicated to them so their awareness is, is growing and then um we're talking about it yes we are it's an issue it is an issue but um since it's an issue um why i wanted to ask your opinion or what you think um why do you feel sometimes um i don't i don't want to put it this way i think i've spoken about it but why do you feel sometimes we feel like um the vulnerability aspect of that of the disabled we we see that sometimes um for example someone who has doesn't have a limb or does somebody doesn't have an arm we kind of um sideline the kind of um i mean i'm trying to look for a better word to put it we kind of sideline the kind of role or expectations we have of that person and you mentioned something about how they are critical when it comes to to peace building mm. so why do we see that um it's almost like um they permit me to say relegates lower roles to them to play based off the fact that they are from from that side of the divide you know when you there are certain peace building activities that actually limits you know their 
capacity mm. to contribute. Now, a, 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 a somebody who does not have sight, for instance, yeah. you know, uh, would not even know when there is a threat of a gun. That's because true. he cannot see it. Mm. Now, somebody who does not have the ability to hear does not even know the sound of a bullet. You understand? Mm. So, now, you have those who are, for instance, uh, have problems with their limbs and so on. When you have walks, you understand? When you have walks now, say, sometimes we, we, we embark on walks from or protests and so on and so forth from, say, maybe here to the Secretariat Junction. Mm. You can only involve those that have that capacity. Yes. So now, it, it, is, it might not be possible for them to participate in all aspects of space building, mm. but specific, you know, aspects. So, as I speak with you here today, yes. um, it, 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 it will not be out of place to say, if they are considered less today, it is not as a result of um, as a result of maybe ignorance. No, it is that those who have those challenges are beginning to come out now. Mm. More and more of them are getting more involved. You see, you cannot cry more than the bereaved. That's very true. You know, mm. so you have so many of them now that are educated. Even those that do not have sight, with the help of the Braille, I see those who even use phone. You know, their phone tells them, oh, it is this person calling you and so on and so forth. Yeah. The use of Braille and so on and so forth. So, they will have to do more than wait for the society to do it for them. Mm. And when you say they will have to do more, what, 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 what is the more? What is the more that they have to do? You see, have you noticed that there's hardly any public engagement now that does not have an interpreter by the side? That's very true. Growing up, I know you're young, but growing up, you didn't see it. Mm, yes. You know? Now they have it. That tells you um, they're getting more and more, uh, I wouldn't call it a privilege, they're getting more and more, you know, their rights are being more recognized now, you know? The ratio is yes, getting getting, getting higher. So that is how it is too in other spaces. Then I say, oh, so even the 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 the, the those that actually have, do not have uh, hearing or uh, imp the impairment are the ones who do those sign languages. You know the interpretation. Yes, yes. You know, but it is because they recognize the importance of those who have hearing impairment. That mm. is why that is being done. So at very high levels now, you see interpreters, you know. So would you say now that their rights are, their, their rights are not being recognized? They are being recognized. But they have to do more. Because I used to know some that will say, don't sympathize with me. Don't pity me. They don't want the pity party yeah. effect. That's not what they're looking you know, for. So mm. you don't, and then you don't feel aggrieved you don't feel angered at the society you understand we know you don't also like your condition mm. uh, there are people who had to find themselves on wheelchair even after working for 50 years and they still come back on the wheelchair so somehow somewhere you know 
they have to keep pushing too on their own you know asking for their rights building their capacity for them to be able to do more yeah. you know where you have uh, requirements of somebody who has hearing you know a problem uh you use those who are who, are, who can speak but maybe they are blind mm. you know you use those who have limb problems you know so um it has to be a two way thing it, it, it cannot be a one way thing you know so they too will have to step up Should we say step up their game? I don't know. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for lack of better word, um, I I know that we're in the 21st century and a lot of um, um, a lot of people are now more aware. A lot of people are now more informed, but still, you still have a little bit of stigma and discrimi- discrimination when it comes to people with disability. How can we address that? How can we address the stigma? How can we address the the discrimination that is actually put upon people with disability? Yeah, uh, traditionally. We got it wrong from the beginning, mm. you know. Uh, uh, growing up in some local communities, people attach fetish reasons for those, you know, uh, uh, impairments. Mm. Now, what I mean by that is, some of us got to the age of twenty, uh, twenty-five before we even knew that that, you know polio um, disability is purely medical mm. and is as a result of some form of ignorance yes absolutely. yeah but in in household language then growing up they say in natasha in natasha it, it is can in natasha kafanshi mm. stupid stupid reasoning mm. you understand very 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 obnoxious way of thinking mm. so we know attach spirit evil spirit to these disabilities yeah. when in the, in the real sense it was even yeah. the fault of the parents mm. just simple medical uh, observation you know you say you have uh, you take observe your vaccination that is all yes you know and then they grew up with this thing for the rest of their life you know so traditionally and culturally we associated you know the fetish reasons evil spirits with the some forms of disability you know when a child can actually at that stage get some medical attention you know and reverse the situation mm. you know so the stigma is not unrelated with that that kind of uh, attitude you know and then somewhere along the line too we we uh we did not treat this thing with the with conscious you know awareness yeah very true you understand so somebody says um that this person is suffering one form of disability or the other and because of that i can he can be admitted in this school he can't you can't he, I, i can't give him my child to marry i can't i can't i can't i can't, I can't. so what we are doing here in the in the station today mm. and so many of these other efforts are, should be the way forward to correct this you know uh, not impression mm. to disabuse people's minds where these things are uh, are concerned it's just like you thinking uh, somebody who has a bad limp because of polio uh, his child he will bring forth such children no there's a medical challenge you know that was not addressed so you now say ah 
I don't want to have grandchildren as uh, crippled and no, no, no. It, it doesn't follow. So, but it requires awareness. Mm. People need to know that that is not how it works. Exactly. Uh, so stop thinking is one juju or one evil spirit in one forest in his <laughs> village that's causing all of that. So awareness is required, and then they themselves too. Like I said earlier on, I'm not saying they should step up their game, but they should be able to. Uh, keep pushing like they're doing now, and have then a resilient yeah, spirit. get into yeah, get into the space, and mm. then more parents, you know, should come out of this local and traditional way of reasoning. Up to now, you still have parents who tell them, me, no way, my child can would not take any vaccination. Me, no way, I won't take uh, COVID vaccination. Me, no way. So all of mm. these things actually, at the end of the day, affects you know the well-being of uh, people. Even drinking and driving too. When you have accidents, you can get crippled too. And so on. So a lot of these things. So awareness uh, is key. It is really key. Enlightenment is, is key. So stigma, yes. It, uh, this, well, the stigmatization, the ratio is reducing. Mm. No, it's reducing. It's reduced uh, by, yeah, yeah, by far. It has yeah, reduced. Um, so apart from what we're doing here, which is actually creating awareness, how can other organizations, also um, the government and also civil societies, be a part of pushing um, disability inclusive um, for peace building? How can they be a part of it too? Um, uh, from there, there has to be some, where government is concerned, there has to be deliberate you know, policies. Mm. Uh-huh. So when you, when you design uh, policies it must come in it so that when it comes to the stages of implementation it is already there mm. you know so like when the state house of assembly are now checking their budgets you know they want to do budget defense and the rest you know people living people with disabilities are supposed to now come up as a group and participate in all the stages of the of of the deliberations yeah. there's usually an open uh, open days where the defense is done and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So that's those are the parts that they they play a role. So where they find policies that does not accommodate their 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 peculiarity, they voice it out. Mm. You understand? Yeah. They have they have so many platforms at the state and and the the national level. You know where you know their voices are being heard, but they need to be interested. You know in things that uh, will shape there tomorrow mm. uh-huh. like this is when there are platforms that the CSOs actually highlight for instance budget defense for instance you know policies uh, of, of government and we go there not because uh, we, we it's open is if you are invited but you must have an interest you know to, mm. to, to pursue and participate in it so the civil society space, mm. I think they are. Uh, they, they, that is the space that they are most recognized, and that is the space that they are given, you know, um, their, their due respect. Uh, so where government uh, is concerned, yes, they need to participate and they need to be. They need to develop interest in participating, you know, in drafting of government policies. You know, mm. now government too must uh, make deliberate efforts to accommodate them you know while crafting their policies mm-hmm. so that because in employment now for instance mm. you know say if you go to peace building agency you now 
Is there a policy that says that at least one person living with disability should be employed there? We've, we've not seen that. If, if, if we look at the documents, I don't think that uh-huh. is included. So, in so those are the kind of things, you know. So right from when that document was being developed, you know, to, to create a Plateau Peace Building Agency, those with, uh, with, uh, with disabilities should have taken interest. You know, one of us should be employed here, you know. And so those are the kind of things that... so. But um, it's something that will grow gradually. Over time. Mm-hmm. But where peace building is concerned, you know, their input is very, very important because they are one of the core vulnerable categories where casualties are concerned. All right. So are there, are there best practices that, that we, um, for example, even individuals can also be a part of to help make sure that they are included in, in peace building? Are there yeah, there are best practices. Mm. See your premises here. Mm. There's a there's a space there that uh, uh, a ramp, yeah, mm. which I can use. Those are part of the best practices. So mm. somebody approaching this place, any person living with disabilities, any person with disabilities approaching this place, I know that oh, I'm being considered on this mm. on this right even before entering the the premises, premises you know. Yeah. So best practices, yeah, in the areas of construction, you know, and I think spiritually we have. We have not really done well spiritually. When I say uh, spiritually, I don't want to talk about it from a religious point, point of, of view. view. Yes. Yeah, you understand because mm. um, we're experiencing heights of spiritual failure in the land. So they are supposed to have treated these people with some form of uh, priority spiritually. Yes. yes, you know. So um, in the mosque. In the church, do we really treat them differently? Mm. Even best practices should include that. I just gave an example with your, with your premises yes. now. Mm. <laughs> do you find such in churches? Do you find such in the box? That's even where they're supposed to preach it that, oh, this is how God created this person. And this is the place that we should appreciate the person more. because and Make the person feel more yeah, and feel welcome. More, more, more welcome. Mm. Yeah. So we fail them where best practices are concerned spiritually. Do we help them? To get into a bus? Mm. Do we even help them cross the road? We have failed woefully spiritually in that aspect. So let's let's just leave it. Mm. I can talk about that for another 30 minutes, you know. So I think um, best practices, uh, where government policies are concerned, where government uh, construction is concerned, even the roads we, we construct. Like you look at the, the government buildings now, you know. I think the awareness for that is beginning to... To increase, it will take. Uh, it will be gradual. I wouldn't say it will take a while, but it will be gradual for it to get, you know, uh, to other spaces. But I think um, best practices should not only be seen from the government angle. I just mentioned the, the spiritual angle yeah. there now. You know, and I think and, uh, everybody too. Should, yeah, everybody should should, mm. should be a part of of it. That's why I talked about helping them cross the road, mm. helping them get into a bus, considering them, you know, in any space that you find yourself, you know. So. All right. I'll take a few comments right here on our Facebook page before we leave the studio this morning. Um, Peter Agnes is saying good morning. And to be honest, um, a lot the saga is worrisome and making me laugh. But unfortunately, our leaders don't have the masses at hand. Why are they playing with our emotions? Nigerians are in a roller coaster of emotions as we speak. Uh, Victor Baje says it's quite unfortunate all the drama happening in our nation. Today, may God deliver Nigeria and all the calamities happening every day. 
good morning and fellow coca factors go on it's just saying good morning jfm and may god help nigerians and we're saying amen to that and then yam david is saying good morning um about labor and tuc when the when they close their mouths with money they will not stand for the masses let's do the needful uh, let the needful be done he says thank you thank you so much for all your contributions this morning and don't forget you can also be a part of the peace building and process also get involved and also make sure that um, you do not discriminate on those who are disabled now this segment of the show was proudly brought to you by international alert in nigeria partnership with clint foundation and funding support from open society foundation osf and don't forget international alert nigeria is motivated by the belief that peace is within our power we want to thank you so much comrade absalis mohammed abdul salam for coming on the show. my pleasure all the time all the time the news comes up by 10 o'clock keep your eyes locked on to j101.9 fm good morning This is JFM Podcast.